Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Tabletop Theater. Last time, our heroes, having arrived safely at Bramblethorn Manor, take their time to familiarize themselves with a the world changed. Gone for three years, Lola, Drifter, and Chosh must come to terms with the state of the Nightingale Watch. With Argus captured and interrogated, the party learns some inkling into the motives of the mysterious group known as the Heenan. The party must now decide where they stand against the crashing tides of the Faith and their former colleague Siegfried and his Knights of the Swan. A world on fire, a world at war, the Song of the Nightingale, though feeble, goes on. Now, let's get back to the action. It's late into your first night at Bramblethorn Manor. The house moans and creaks, as if it were alive. A light rain raps on the window. Most of the house is asleep. Except for Drifter. You had just woken up in a cold sweat, having just relived that brief moment in the laboratory, where time seemed to be coming undone at the seams. That moment you saw yourself impaled, bleeding out in front of your son in a beautiful city. Your heavy breathing betrays your generally stoic nature. Through your breaths, you hear the static and faint sounds of a voice on a radio from the living room downstairs. I'm uh, in bed right now. Yes. Uh, Drifter will stand up and uh, walk down toward... He's heading for the kitchen, but he'll poke his head in to see what's happening. As you head down towards the kitchen, perhaps for a little nightcap to help ease your troubled sleep, you peer into the living room. It appears to be filled with maps and equipment used by the Nightingale Watch. You see Catherine sitting at the table, a cup of tea. It's been clearly sitting off for a while, only half finished, clearly cold. She appears to be going over a few documents, not even listening to the radio. You catch a few lines, and the voice is surprisingly familiar. The old things will not be remembered. Do not assume the angels have come to bring peace to this earth, but instead a sword. They have trampled the nations of Earth in their anger, trod down in their quest for vengeance against me and all those who would seek to abuse my new heaven on Earth. For as the days of the mountain, so shall be the days of my people. You should not toil in vain or bear children doomed to misfortune. Rejoice in that I am making things anew. Rejoice forever in what I will create. Drifter will uh, will see the scene in that room, and if he's unnoticed, he will keep walking to the kitchen and make two drinks. Yeah, you can do that unnoticed. Uh, how about you roll a stealth check, actually? <laughs> sure, why not? Sure, why not? Roll a stealth check, check that's fine. Yeah, a stealth check. Yeah. That's a solid uh, 25. All right, that's pretty stealthy. Uh, you easily uh, smooth criminal into the kitchen. <laughs> and uh, what do you make as a drink? Oh, great choice. Uh, good, good question. Good question. I leave it up to you. Um, Drifter will make two uh, straight scotches, with n- yeah, j- difficult drink. Yeah, <laughs> not not. He's not trying to impress anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he will walk back toward the study and uh, step inside and say, "What's keeping you up tonight?" You startled me. 
Uh, nothing. Just going over some old things. I still can't put it together how, how they knew about Arthur. Drifter will put the, will put one glass in front of her and uh, sit across from her and take a sip from his own glass. Sorry about the radio. It's not, it's not really good. Uh, it's not really good listening. She turns it off. So what do you know so far about Arthur? Well, the way I see it, there's no way anyone else could have known about it. It must have been someone on the inside. Do you think that, you know, maybe your old friend Lazarus said something at the end? He didn't come back with you all. You never really said what happened to him. I I wouldn't worry too much about Lazarus. We'll put it that way. She kind of eyes you, interestingly, and smiles, uh, as if to, she understood kind of what you mean there. Yeah, I'm sure you took care of him fine. That's what happened, right? It's a long story. Hmm. Well, that just leaves us with no answers at all then, really? Huh. Do we know what he wanted from... Arthur? The angel? I think he wanted answers, honestly. Like you did. I don't know. It's hard to say. He's a good man. When I find out what happened to him, someone's going to pay. Yeah. Well, I've actually been thinking about that. You know, Arthur, he's in a tight spot right now. He's in a prison out in the ocean. I've been thinking, well, now that you're back, maybe we could try busting him out been going over the plans a lot lately I'm sure you guys could pull it off what do you think it's been a long time since I did a jailbreak but uh I got a few moves yeah she picks up the scotch you gave her yeah I know you've got a few moves the next morning Lola you wake up to go and find Rosalind you look inside her bed but she's not there You've been wandering about the house for the past hour or so, trying to find her, but you can't see her anywhere. And Mm. you just wandered into the main entrance hall at this time. Uh, Who do I see in the entrance hall? Oh, you see the dandy boys, about as usual, carrying a variety of crates. Uh, uh, Peppermint Perry? Spearmint Sperry? Would you come here a moment? Of course, Mom. What is it? What do you need? Well, um... You know the little girl who accompanied me? Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, Rosalind. Um, I have not seen her yet this morning. Do you, Have you seen her out on the grounds exploring? Um, she, she's a rather timid girl, and I, frankly, I'm a little concerned that she'd be out alone. Have you seen her? Oh, well, uh, I think, um... And then you hear someone fiddling outside the door. Josh, we cut to you. You were walking downstairs back into the wine cellar. As you place your hand on the doorknob to open it, you hear Argus laughing, chuckling a little bit. Chosh is going to wait a minute before actually opening the door and see, sort of put his ear to it um, and see if he could like hear another voice or, or why Argus might be laughing. Okay, yeah. All right, roll a perception check. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just one moment, please. I rolled a two. Josh, you put your uh, helmeted ear to the door. Unfortunately, yeah. that doesn't make it easier for you to hear anything at all. 
uh, and you are unable to hear anything that's going on. You, hearing nothing, open the door. You see Rosalind is there with Argus. Oh. Argus stops smiling, and he says, Run along. Rosalind looks at you quizzically and walks past. Yeah, we're going to have to have to talk, have a talk about that in a little bit. Um, yeah, Chosh Figurative. Will... <laughs> Sorry, please. Chosh is going to walk up to Argus and um, like he did before, if you remember, he sat down sort of like across the room from him. He's going to take that same spot as before. He's going he's gonna to sit down and say... What were you two talking about? <laughs> Never you mind. Yeah. I guess it's between you and her. It uh, is. You wouldn't understand. Josh will look at his hand, his like gloved hand, sort of fidget with his hands, with his two hands, glovedly, uh, kind of looking at them. He's already behind a helmet, but he can't, but he's not even like, making eye contact with Argus, even though it's already sort of obscured. He's like looking down uh, almost timidly. And he says, I don't really make a habit of saying this, but I think I want to apologize. (laughs) Well, this is uh, unexpected to say the least. I'm not sorry that you're imprisoned and I'm not sorry about everything else we've done, but I'm sorry I hit you. Even though you wanted me to, clearly. I'm still sorry. Don't get your morals too wrapped up in it, boy. Got plenty of other things to atone for first before hitting me. Josh will, uh, look up at him and say, I don't know about that, but... I owe you one. So, if there's anything you want, and he'll start to and he'll he'll start to stand up and walk out. If there's anything you want that's small, I'll get that to you as an apology. I'll think about it. You close the door and you leave. We go back to Lola. You hear this person fiddling with the door, and you hear a voice that is all too familiar. Who the hell knocked this damn thing? Come on, come on, don't worry, we'll be safe here. You eventually hear the door open, and you see your sister, Clarice. Well, hello, Clarice. It's a pleasure to see you. You see Clarice in her red and white cleric's uniform next to two very injured paladins she looks at you shocked that anyone was even here but even more shocked to see you come 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 we've got to get your men sorted out we'll never you mind this we we really just stepped in ourselves um but truly dear Clarice it is nice to see you. What are you doing back here in Father's house? Well, it is the family house, I do recall. But we have come here to seek refuge. Just as yourselves, I presume. Please, 
let's get your bags and tend to your men's wounds, shall we? There isn't any need to squabble, especially in front of our guests, is there? Fine, Dolores, fine. Quickly, have your have your men help, please, come on. What are you waiting for? Of course. Uh, Dandy boys? Dandy boys? They hop to attention, of course. Please, um, find empty beds for these men, uh, and we'll address their injuries immediately. Um, wh- what appears to be the nature of their wounds? It's unclear. They, they seem they seem to be physically based wounds. They like bleeding, or they oh yes, like they're bleeding. Don't, yes, or? one of them appears to be completely unconscious, oh. Oh, uh, slung over the other's back. Oh gosh, um, the other I, one is I personally st- assist that one. Uh, with the other soldier up the stairs to the bedrooms, mm-hmm. glancing over my shoulder at Clarice. You see Clarice again, wearing that red and white uniform she has. She's carrying this large sort of staff that seems oddly familiar to you. Mm. You set about tending to the men and making sure that they're settled in some of the spare beds. There's plenty of them here at Bramblethorn Manor. It's an enormous place. And once you have them settled, you come down to meet Clarice. Well, well, well. Did battle bring you near the manor? Yes, uh, it did, so to speak. Bring me closer to the manor. Oh. Now, what exactly are you doing back here, Dolores? Well, it's, I suppose, all rather complicated, and I myself have trouble fathoming it. But, uh, we are here... After um, a time lost, um, shall we say. We're with the Nightingale Watch. I don't know whether you're quite aware of our exploits, but... No, I can't say I have. I haven't kept up with you much ever since you left the family, Dolores. (laughs) Well, Clarice, it truly wasn't I who left, but um, no matter, no. Um... How about we discuss all of this uh, over tea, shall we? It seems quite a bit more civilized. Um, You take your time to gather your things, go to your room, um, have some time to regroup and settle in. And uh, let's have a brief discourse. Let's have a nice discourse later this evening, shall we? You all come about, meeting back in the dining room. Yeah, the Dandy Boys have prepared mm-hmm. a lovely display of of biscuits and finely brewed black and green and white teas. All and of the Dandy Boys wear like nicest these... porcelain. Um, <laughs> Is the, the porcelain Dandy Boys still here? Yes, okay. yes. Um, I mean, it's not truly the. the I mean, the, the manor isn't in its. Prime state. It's it's not in all of its splendor, but there are some good, uh, uh, what's the word, antiques that remain. Sure, the dandy boys are wearing their finest, uh, their finest tuxedos, and they're serving the room. In this room, you have Clarice sitting directly opposite you at this very long dining table, and between you are a variety member, variety of the members of the Nightingale Watch. Robin is there. Catherine's there. Drifter and. Chosh are also there, and they're looking obviously confused. 
not wearing their best. Well, Josh is always wearing a suit of armor, so I actually I have I have a I have a tuxedo T-shirt over it. No. <laughs> um, uh, you won it in that in those games in the very first episode. Not to yeah. mention the queen. The queen is also there. Yes. Yes, I imagine she's directly in the middle of us. Yes. Um, kind of like yeah, she, holding she, court. Yeah, she's like. Oh, I do love a good spot of tea with a little bit of this wonderful coffee cake you have, dear. Oh, it is heavenly, isn't it, your majesty? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it is. Thank you again. Your hospitality is quite appreciated. Oh, um, it is my honor, as always. Um, Clarice, please do tell us of your experiences through the war. It's... Clearly taken a toll on you and your men. Yes, I suppose that is a way of putting it, Dolores. I think hell is an appropriate descriptor of what we've been through, but it seems you've been fine. In fact, it hardly looks like you've aged at all from the from from time at all. Oh well, that is very gracious of you. I I do say I do I do tend to my skin. Um, you know, I do a couple of tricks here and there just to keep it nice and firm and dewy. And so this is the type of company that are, is now in Papa's house. Uh, a ragabond rogue over there? And she finally looks at you, Chosh, for the first time, and she says, Oh my. You're the Hand of the Faith. You're Chosh. Chosh is going to uh, sort of s- sit up a little bit straighter and puff his chest out as much as you can in a suit of armor and say... Well, I suppose I am. We thought you were dead. What What are you doing here? Well, nothing could kill me. After all, I'm the hand of the faith. Where have you been for three years? Um, Josh will deflate a little bit and say, I can't say I really know. NCIS just came out 20 seasons. I had to catch up, <laughs> you know. Like, dude, a, I think I had mono. <laughs> it was a big binge. It was a big binge. I was drunk for most of it. <laughs> like, time moves so quickly. Um, no. <laughs> she says to you, we must alert diligence at once. Y- yes. Yes. Do you have a means of contacting him, Clarice? Yes, of course I do. You think you take me for a simpleton, sister? Of course I do not. Unlike you, some of us have had to work for a living, had to actually learn skills other than being Papa's favorite. Excuse me? What? I would hardly identify myself as the favorite considering I was forsaken in my youth and cast off. Oh, hardly. No, 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 no. Please, uh, let us address the matter at hand. Chosh's dilemma, my good friend... The hand of the faith, whom I suppose you would like to serve. No, let's talk about Papa, because Papa was actually quite upset about your leaving. She, he always said you were going to come back, and you never did. You broke his heart, and he always fawned on you. Clarice, this is hardly appropriate in front of Queen Judith. You see uh, Robin and Catherine look at you, Drifter, and they're like, let's go. They back out of their chairs, and they're like... <laughs> Oh, oh, you're just gonna just kind of like sneak their way out of the of the room right now. You see, like the door open and shut really Clarice, fast. This is a shameful display. I do say, hold your tongue. 
let's focus here on what's important. Josh? Yes. <laughs> it is me. Yes. I am the star now. Let's focus here on what's important. How do we help the faith? Finally, someone is speaking a little bit of sense. Thank you, whatever your name is. Josh, come with me. Come, come with me, Josh. We'll go contact Diligence privately. He'll be very interested to hear what you have to tell him. I'm sure you've had interesting ex escapades for the past three years. Um, well, just, I'll explain it all to him. Oh, you can tell me, of course, Josh. I mean, I am an agent of Diligence, of course. A special agent of Diligence. <laughs> yes, Clarice, <laughs> I, I do imagine you've uh, reached that status at this point. Um, Josh, dear, please don't let whatever she has to say taint your opinion of me because we are very good friends. And, oh, my God. Uh, Josh is going to... Um, Elizabeth, I'm sorry, but this is what Josh is going to do. Josh is going to um, <laughs> look at... Um, her name is Clarice. Yes. Yeah, so Josh is going to look at Clarice and say, of course, let's, let's get right to a private meeting where we can discuss it all out in the open. Here, follow me. I know a room that was perfect for this. She leads you out of the room. Okay. Um, hmm. Typical. <laughs> As you're walking down the halls, Josh, she says to you, you know, where's... Hildy, I thought she'd be with you. She was a special agent like me. We're friends at the academy. I she talked about you a bit in our correspondence, but I haven't heard from you or heard from her for a while. I assume she was with you. Uh Hildy was reassigned. Oh she was? Yeah. Well, she was a special agent for greed, much like myself for diligence. So she was probably assigned to only the toughest cases. I remember her previous case. She was assigned with you all. You know the details, of course, about why she was assigned with you to, you know, look after you know who. Shame that didn't go so well. Uh, yeah, of course I know what you're talking about. But maybe you should say it so I know that you know. Well, I mean, it's the hand of the faith. Of course you would know. I mean, you're supposed to know all of these things. You, you, I mean, technically, you outrank me. <laughs> right. I do outrank you. Oh, of, co of course. I'm sorry. I'm being rude. She curtsies. Um, I think it goes without mentioning to say that Lola's sister, Clarice, is also a half spider. Although, yes, her, she, she actually has kind of a sort of platinum blonde sort of hair and... Her spider legs are much more like a white color than like the dark black of uh, Lola's. Oh, okay. Got some she spider diversity. Yeah. And she kind of has like this, you know, this white sort of robe over top of which is sort of like a little, little red cape and kind of like a red, very wide brimmed hat on top of her head. She carries this, you know, large staff that you also think looks fairly familiar. You're not sure why. Um, and she says, well, yes, of course. Well, you know, Hildy was assigned to look after Siegfried. I mean, they were suspicious of him from the start. You know, she was supposed to stop it if anything was supposed to happen to him. You know, make sure, you know, he didn't get any weird ideas. Well, of course, she failed that spectacularly. That, that's Hildy. She was always a little bit of a buffoon. <laughs> I'm sure you knew that. Um, Chash, Chash isn't going to say anything to that. Mm, yes, well, it's a shame what happened to her uh, about her eyesight and everything, but still, she's always been a loyal agent of greed. 
Anyway, this is this is this room will do fine. She gestures to this room with a large mirror. She says, "It is a simple spell, simple divination spell, and I'll call up uh <laughs> I'll call up diligence immediately. Here. Um, are you ready to talk to diligence?" Um, Josh will uh start like brushing dust off of his uh arm and shoulders and say, "Yes, yes, of course. Just just connect us." Of course. She waves her hand above the mirror, and the mirror surface kind of ripples like water. And you see inside of Diligence's messy office. You recognize Diligence, the kind of shark-like angel. And he says, My god, Josh, is that you? Lola will turn to the rest of the company and say, I do apologize for that outburst. I thought... My sister would be capable of civil conversation. Um, but no matter. We'll straighten things out as time passes. Um, would anyone like more tea? Who I think I could do with a spot more there. Oh, well, of course, your majesty. Um, Peppermint Perry you... goes over and pours some more. Excellent. Will you all excuse me for a moment? I just need to run to the lavatory. Um, so I, I brush off my skirts and saunter out of the dining hall and, uh... Take a monster dump. <laughs> no, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. And it is a monster dump because I'm a dryder. Not really a dryder. I have elf, half spider. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, so I, I get out of the dome. I get out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and immediately break into a run just panicked looking for Rosalind I know that her presence would be alarming to Clarice and her soldiers so I need to find her immediately (laughs) so I am just pacing around uh, looking in every possible room Uh, she might be hiding Um, you look around and you actually find her after bursting through a couple of doors avoiding the one you know her to be in and you come upon the room where the two injured soldiers are, the two injured paladins. And you see Rosalind is kind of over them. Both of them are out cold at the moment. She's just kind of looking at them. Rosalind? She looks up. What are you doing? Please, come here. She walks over to you. No, dear, we, we have to get out. The, the men are recovering. We don't want to bother their sleep, do we? She points at them. And then she kind of like points to herself. Oh. <laughs> well, if they are indeed unconscious, um, Lola steps towards them and examines them. Yeah, they're actually still wearing their armor right now. Their helmets are still on. Like good paladins. Um, mm-hmm. Can I somehow like investigate, search? Sure, yeah. It's easy. To, I mean, you just have to lift it. It's easy. Uh, should I investigate? Sure. No? Yeah, that's up roll? to you. That's up. No, 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 no. No roll. It's, okay. it's easy. Um, just... Well, I mean, they seem to be out cold, so um, I just peel off. <laughs> I peel off their uniform. <laughs> Stop it. Just like Stop open it. the visor. Um. Oh, is that all I need to do? Yeah. That's I what? don't need to get off the sh- no. <laughs> Ooh la but, la. But, unless you, but, unless but, you want They're to. wearing armor, first off, so it's oh. kind of hard. Anyway, go shackle, ahead. Shackle, shackle. Go ahead. I don't know how everyone works, dudes. Um, yes, yeah, so I um, 
Lola approaches the soldiers and towards one, uh, to one of them she bends over and opens up the helmet just very gingerly. What do I, what do I see? In the first one, you just see a man who seems to be incredibly aged. His face seems to be very regressed, you know, as if he's been exhausted. Seems very little life in him. Mm-hmm. You go to the second man's helmet mm-hmm. and you lift it up slowly and you see this man is actually dead. You see this sort of black kind of ichor is oozing from his eyes. Jesus. Do I know who took yeah. care of them when they got into the manor? Uh, yes, you do. Who? Uh, it was it was uh, yourself and uh, Peppermint Perry, Spearmint Sperry, and William Taffy. And so I... Okay, so they're all incompetent except for myself. Of course. Um, so I did not notice that before. You did not notice it before. It wasn't apparent until you lifted the visor. Mm. Oh, my word. Thank you, Rosalind. Um, please, um, would you go back to your room? Would you prepare yourself for bed? I'll, I'll bring you a meal. You must be starving. I haven't seen you all day. Um, please. Please return to the room. She walks and turns. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's kind of a creepy kid. So I'm sitting with uh, Queen Judith right now? I guess, yeah, technically. You're just, you're, I guess, technically everyone but you and the Danny Boys and Queen Judith are technically <laughs> still in this room. Jester will uh, put his th- feet up and start kind of picking at his no! nails and uh, tilt his hat down a little bit and say, um, so what's been going on these last three years? Uh, so Queen Judith takes out a little folding fan that goes, whoo, and she goes, oh, my. <laughs> you know I had to do that. Yes. You know I had Extremely to do that. So necessary. <laughs> so necessary. Uh, and she says, oh, my. Well, quite a... They weren't lying when you said that you were a rogue from before. I remember your actions before when you rescued me. Well, quite a bit has been happening, that's for, certainly for sure. You know, they don't make men quite like you mm. anymore. Seems a severe absence of sort of... Well, I wouldn't say... I suppose charm is the word. A little bit of even that, even... I've seen how you are. A little bit of honor... Men don't conduct themselves in the same way as they once did, I suppose. Oh, oh you flatter me. <laughs> My. You know, <laughs> Drifter, the late Admiral who owned this house, he used to, well, he was a friend of mine, obviously. I fear that in these, despair, these disparate and despairable times, men like him scarcely exist, those of true heart and metal who stand up for what's right and fight for, you know, all those old ideas. I feel like the men like that were truly missing, don't you think? I don't know. All I know is the world has changed, significantly. Yes, well, the thing I'm about to be getting on about is it's mainly a little bit about, um, <clears throat> well, it's not, my, it's not my business. I mean, of course, it's not my business to say how one should be, uh, you know, teaching one's own child or anything like that. Well, it's not to say that I haven't had my flaws, but let me tell you something, just in case you didn't notice. But your boy, very good boy, very handsome, strapping lad, honorable sort, you should do well by him. He's told me all sorts of stories. 
Yeah, he did not turn out the way I expected. Yes, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, my point, my point is, dearie, this is your second chance with your boy. I didn't have such a glorious ability. I didn't have, I wasn't so lucky as you, I wasn't so lucky as you to have a second chance. Don't, uh, muck it up, so to speak. Well, I appreciate your concern. <laughs> Yeah, he is right, though. You do have a debonair charm about you. <laughs> well, you're quite the charmer yourself. We go back to Chosh. My reverence, diligence, I have located your wayward hand of the faith. Yes, Clarice. Thank you for finding Chosh. It's been, it's been a while. Chosh, you have a lot of reporting to do. Absolutely, sir. Uh, where to begin? Yes, where to begin? Well... I guess a good start is where have you been for the past three years? Well, that's just the thing, Diligence. It's not where I've been. It's when I've been. I don't follow. Exactly. Me neither. Enlightening as always, Josh. All right, we'll move forward. What do you have to report, Josh? Oh, God. I can already feel the migraine coming back on. Josh, what do you have to report? Well, uh, sir... We've we've captured one of uh, one of Siegfried's companions. He looks attentive. Really now? Well, that's a bit of a development. Well, righteousness will be quite happy about this. Quite happy indeed. Oh yes, it's been we've been in need of a boon like this for quite some time. Great. Uh, well, there's there's just one complication, sir, that you you might want to be aware of. Oh, uh, what would that be, Josh? Well, just like myself, he he hasn't exactly been here for the last three years. Uh, that's no matter, Chosh, that it'd be fine. <laughs> I'm sure I have something of, in- of interest to-, to tell you. If not, no no loss there. I wonder if uh, he mentioned a relationship to you and the other angels. Did he now? Yes. Well, that's interesting, Chosh. Well, Chosh... I wouldn't pry too far into what he has to say. I surmise most of it to be lies. I would suggest he probably has very little use for you. I would suggest you execute him as soon as possibility. I'm sure Clarice will be able to assist you with any of the ritualistic needs of uh, that process. Your reverence, he... We can't just execute him. He, he, he knows so much. And isn't that the problem, Charles? Sometimes people who know too much... Ah, the problem. Isn't that weird? Josh, I would do this for me. I... Listen, Josh. He looks suddenly very attentive at you. Righteousness has been in a right state. I have to call quickly. We don't have time to discuss the real intricacies of it. But uh, righteousness is in a right state right now. He's getting more paranoid by the minute. We can't afford another mishap, Josh. It's a miracle that you're even alive. Yes, and, and, and sir, actually, I intend on staying alive, but... My my powers, my abilities, they're not they're not functioning as normal. No, no, that's no worries. Once you return here to the Golden City, I'll be able to reinitiate your right, and you'll be able to have all of your regular abilities once more. That's simple, Chosh. Easy to do. Y- easy to do. Chosh is gonna go quiet for a moment um, and look at uh Clarice and then look back at diligence in a moment that's probably not perceptible to them but is sort of a huge deal to him 
ask, and could any angel reinitiate me? Um, I suppose they could, Josh, but you're my, you're my follower. You should come to me. Of course, of course, sir. It's an odd thing for you to mention, but yes, anyone could. I mean, frankly, Josh, I mean, all, look, I mean, your powers come from your faith in me. With enough faith that emanates from me, I give you some, and it, it, it powers your abilities. All you would need was a little bit of faith, but of course <laughs> I am the preeminent source of yours, Josh. Of course, sir. I just, I'm just trying to understand a little bit better. Yes. Well, simply return here, Josh, and I will regain your abilities. Clarice, have you accomplished your mission? She nods. Good, good. Well, Josh, it's good to see you're well and about, but is this, is this, is this everything that you had to say to me? Josh is going to say, I- I'm looking forward to seeing you again, sir. Yes, I and I as well. Josh, I've been worried about you, actually. Aw. Very well, I'll see you soon. Diligence out. And he waves his hand <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> the mirror, the mirror goes away. The mirror turns to normal. Um, Clarice turns to you, Josh, and she says... You know, Josh, well, I shouldn't really say this, but the thing about faith, uh, it's kind of why I'm here. She takes out from her robes a jar that you saw before, mm-hmm. filled with a white sort of vapor. She says, well, I'm supposed to be one of the people collecting, you know, the residual faith of those that die on the battlefield, sapping what little we can get left. You know, it's hard to come by these days. If you really needed it, I could give you what I have here. Actually, Josh, the fact of the matter is, uh, I need your help. Uh, how can I help? Well, Josh, I didn't come here for a return home, so to speak. Someone is after me. In fact, quite a few people are after me right now. Well, they would be fools to try and chase down an agent of the faith. Yes, well, you'd be surprised at how many people are doing that these days. Seems that one little organization, the Knights of the Swan, have been sending out mercenary groups to hunt us down and collect the faith we are trying to bring back. Josh, I really need your help right now. I think these people are going to be coming here any day, and we have very little time to prepare. Are they are they specific people or just just regular cell swords or they're all sorts terrible deplorable sorts you know those profiteers those former military men who left the army and now work for that despicable man Siegfried mm. yes good good we'll we'll need to we'll need to move fast. Uh, I have a, I have actually quite a few jars of this, and she like opens up her robe, and there's actually like a whole like stacks upon stacks of these jars. She's like, "What are you buying? What are you selling?" Yeah, um, yeah. I, I was I was about to. Uh, yeah. yeah, and she's like, "Good, because I have quite a lot of this, and I really don't need to get caught by them. We need to get out of here very quickly." Do you have a plan, Chandra?
join us again for the next exciting episode of Tabletop Theater in episode 25, Bygone Days.